This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 80. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? My name is Bryn. I am the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog and a podcast all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Welcome to another episode of the LJS Podcast. And if you've been following along for the last few episodes, you will know that we are right in the middle of ear training month here on the LGS podcast, which is talking about one of the most important things that I think you can possibly be doing for your musicianship, which is ear training, training your ears to to be able to hear anything that you want. Because when it comes down to it as musicians, as jazz musicians, as improvisers, having strong ears is by far the most important skill set that you can have. So this month is all about unpacking that and getting that together. And the first episode of Ear Training Month was intervals, which is super important. And second was chords, which we did last week, hearing chords on episode 79. And today's episode 80, we're talking about hearing chord progressions from scratch and how to actually do it. You know, this is a question I get all the time from listeners like you and from uh, followers of our blog is how do I learn songs by ear? Because that's something that I always preach, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. And what it comes down to is recognizing chord progressions by ear, knowing what those chord progressions are just simply by hearing them. So in today's episode, I'm going to dive deep into this topic and unpack this for you, teach you exactly how to do this. Whether you're a complete beginner at it or you're somewhere in the middle, there's a lot of value in today's episode, so please stick around. Now, of course, I've been talking about this for, for the last several weeks in October, we are going to be launching our brand new ear training course called How to Play What You Hear. And this is an ear training course that walks you through four easy steps to training your ears to be able to hear whatever you want and, and strengthen your musicianship to, to the level that you deserve to be at. So this is a really exciting course. It's a quiz-based course, lots of drills, lots of, of stuff going on. Right now, we have actually a group of early students going through the course. They're giving lots of great feedback. I'm hearing lots of great things about the course from them. They're loving it, which is really exciting for me. So that's going to be coming out in October. And if you want to get on our waiting list, uh, then go to howtoplaywhatyouhear.com. Give me your name and your email address. You're going to be on a special list. I'm not going to spam you, none of that stuff. In fact, I'm actually going to be giving you some freebies coming up here before the launch. So you don't want to miss out on that. Make sure you sign up, howtoplaywhatyouhear.com. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode and learn how to hear chord progressions by ear. 
Now, so far in our Ear Training Month series, we've been really going in a very important order. If you remember, we started with intervals back in episode 78, which is incredibly important. It's like a foundational element, being able to hear ascending and descending intervals. I'm talking major thirds ascending. I'm talking minor sixes descending. Being able to hear and recognize what these sound like. You're going to find out why that's especially important today. And then in episode 79, we talked about hearing chords and how if we combine intervals together and if we can hear those intervals already, then we can hear what chords sound like, the different qualities of chords, whether it be a major seven or a diminished seven, or maybe just triads, like a C triad, a C major triad, or a C augmented triad. If we can hear those, then we're set up for today's episode all about hearing chord progressions. So to start this episode, I just wanted to drive home the intentionality of all this stuff that I'm going through in this Ear Training Month series, the intervals, the chords, and now the chord progressions. They're all going in order for a reason, and throughout this episode, we'll see further why knowing your intervals and knowing your chords is important. Okay, so when we're talking about chord progressions, hearing chord progressions by ear, we first have to understand how we identify them intellectually, okay? We first have to understand how we identify them intellectually. Now, a lot of you listening today already completely know this, uh, and that's why I'm not going to go in depth into this. I've talked about this in other past episodes, but we have to understand the Roman numeral system for chord progressions, understanding how we identify chords within chord progressions. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, I want to suggest to you, and I always suggest this every single time this comes up on this podcast, I want to suggest you go to learnjazzstandards.com and in the search bar, look for how to harmonize a major scale with seventh chords, okay? It's called how to harmonize a major scale with seventh chords. And that really goes in and explains this concept uh, of taking a scale and harmonizing it with, with either triads or seventh chords and how that builds different qualities of chords. Uh, for example, if we are in the key of C major uh, and I'm gonna harmonize a C major scale with seventh chords, so the, the notes in a C major scale are C, D, E, F, G, A, B. Uh, without explaining exactly how we got there, the one chord, which is the first note in the scale, will be C major 7. The two chord, the second note in the scale, will be D minor 7. The three chord is E minor 7. The four chord is F major 7. The five chord is G dominant 7. And the sixth chord is A minor 7. The seventh chord is a B half diminished chord or a B minor seven flat five. Okay, so if you understand that, that's really important. And each one of these chords in the scale has a Roman numeral to it, right? It's pretty simple. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And if it's an uppercase Roman numeral, it's major or it's dominant. If it's a lowercase Roman numeral, it's minor. Sometimes on the uppercase, if it's dominant, so they put a little seven beside uh, the Roman numeral. There's a lot of different ways to do that. But that's really important. That's very fundamental uh, for you to know. So if you don't know that right now, I would definitely suggest taking a look at that blog post that I have up because that's going to really help. I'll also link to that in the show notes, which by the way, you can find at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 80, episode eight zero. Okay. So th this is really fundamental, really important. For example, uh, out of this harmonic series that I just talked about, what is a two, five, one in the key of C? Now I'm going to let you think about that for a second. Again, if this is old news for you, that's fine. But what is a two, five, one in the key of C concert C? 
Okay, the two chord is D minor seven, the five chord is G dominant seven, and the one chord is C major seven. Okay, what is a three, six, two, five in the key of concert C? A three, six, two, five. Three chord is E minor seven, six chord is A minor seven, two chord is D minor seven, and the five chord is G dominant seven. Does that make sense? Uh, let's see. Let's do a one uh, four dominant. Okay, I'm going to change the the four chord to a dominant seventh chord instead of a major seventh chord. A one four dominant three, and then six dominant. I'm going to change the six to a dominant seventh chord. It's normally a minor seven in the harmonic series. Okay, so we got a one a dominant four, a three. Six. What is that in the key of concert C? Okay. The one is C major seven, right? The dominant four is F seven. The three is E minor seven. And the dominant six is A seven. Does that make sense? Okay. Now let's go to a minor key really quick. That's a different harmonic series there. But what is a two, five, one in the key of C minor? Okay. Two, five, one in the key of C minor. So it's a D minor seven flat five or D half diminished. It's a G seven, but usually like a G seven flat nine or some kind of altered form of that. And then C minor seven. Okay. So this stuff, it's not about ear training, right? This is intellectual stuff, theoretical stuff you need to know. But technically if you hear a jazz standard or any song, any pop or rock song, if you hear any of this stuff and you're able to just identify the Roman numerals, well, you can figure out the key later and then fill in the blanks, right? That You can fill in that intellectual side later. But if you're able to hear a chord progression and just recognize those sounds as Roman numerals, well, you're ahead of the game now, right? You've figured it out. You basically cracked the code. All you have to do is fill in what the blanks are. What, what, what is the key? If you know what the key of the song is then and you know how each one of those chords is functioning, then you can break down these chord progressions and figure them all out. Isn't that amazing? That's a really amazing thing. So I want to make sure that you understand how to build chord progressions in the first place using a Roman numeral system. Okay, Roman numeral system. All right, so let's start with actually how do we hear chord progressions by ear? How do we hear them? Like, right? Like, that's the big question that we're after today is how can we just listen to any song and be like, hey, that's a one, six, two, five chord progression? Like, how do we do that? Okay, so first of all, it comes down to ear training, right? This is ear training month. So the more you hear these chord progressions, the more you're just going to know what they are. As long as you can put a name to them, like I just talked about with the Roman numerals. You're going to be golden. So the more you listen to them, the more you get them. And I really, truly believe, uh, especially of all of the things that we've done today, uh, or in this month, rather, this ear training month, that hearing chord progressions over and over again is really, the, the it's, it's, there's no magic trick to it. You know, I wish there was more magic tricks to this, but it's a lot of just you got to drill it. You know, you got to hear these chord progressions over and over again so that as soon as you hear them, you can recall what they are. You can understand what those chord progressions are. So at the end of the day, we don't want to be thinking about this intellectually or hearing things intellectually. We really just want to be recognize them 
recognizing them without having to piece them together, okay? So it's more about uh, becoming familiar with them. And that's really what ear training is. That's why what we do have an ear training course coming out where you're just being drilled all the time with quizzes and different things like this because that's what this is all about. But that being said, everybody has to start somewhere, right? Everybody has to start somewhere. And sometimes you're not going to be familiar with a chord progression that you're hearing and you're going to want to be able to figure it out intellectually by ear, okay? Now, if you have no clue I'm talking about, I'm going to explain to you what that means right now. Okay, well, let's listen to a really popular rock or pop chord progression. These are This is built with triads, okay? Triads being three notes, right? In a chord, the root, the third, the fifth. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but here's what, here's what it sounds like. Then we're going to talk about it. All right, let's listen to this again, okay? Listen closely. So I'm assuming you've heard this corporation before. I mean, it's got to have has to have been used in like many different songs, right? Like, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, hundreds of songs. This chord progression has been used. It's really popular. It's really famous. But what is it in Roman numerals? Again, this is important that we can identify it in Roman numerals because that's going to kind of unlock, uh, as long as we know the key, that's going to kind of unlock exactly what the chords are. So how do we figure that out? Well, guess what? We have the first step here, which is simply listen to the bass notes. Okay, not rocket science. The first step to doing this is listening for the bass notes. Okay, let us let me listen to it one more time with you and try to only listen to the bass notes this time. All right, so what I was hearing was D, Do, D, Do. Okay, I can hardly sing it so low. Uh, so that's that's what I was hearing. I'm sure that's what you were hearing as well when you're listening to this. But let's pick it apart. I only want to listen to the first two chords, okay? The first two changes in there. And again, focus on the bass note. Here's the first two chords. All right, one more time. So now the big question is, what was the interval that the bass was playing? Okay, what was the interval between the first two chords? Now, here's what you would have heard just with the bass, okay? This is what you would have heard. All right, that's what the bass is playing. D, Do. Now, what interval is that? Now, this goes back to the interval episode and how important knowing your intervals is, all right? Do you know what it is? It's okay if you don't. It is a descending perfect fourth. That's a descending perfect fourth. I'm a jazzer, so the song I think about that one is Softly as in a Morning Sunrise. Softly as in a Morning Sunrise. Right? So that's the first two notes. Okay, so what does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean that the chord progression is a 1-4 chord progression? Is that the first two chords? No, wrong. It's totally not, okay? Now, I need to explain something to you. If you're hearing in the bass uh, an ascending note from the starting chord, okay? Uh, if, if you're hearing the note go up in pitch, right? We just talked about that was a perfect fourth descending, but if it was a perfect fourth ascending, 
then truly it would have been a, per, a, a four chord, right? It would have been like a one, two, a four. We don't even have to even listen to what the quality is yet. We just know that it goes from one to four. But if it's descending, it's a different story. This is why you need to know your descending intervals. If it's descending, then you can't think about it that way because you need to be thinking about what the relationship is from the the first chord, the, the, the first chord that you're hearing ascending. That's how you're going to actually know the true quality or the true number, the Roman numeral of the chord. Now, I know that might sound really confusing. Well, let me explain a little bit further. Now, if we have a minor second descending from a reference note, so D-da, okay, D-da, that's a minor second descending. If we take that minor second, that second note, up an octave, so now it's D-da, D-da, now what interval is it? It's not a minor second anymore, right? D-da. Okay, it's a major seventh. D-da, right? So in other words, a descending interval translates into something different when you bring it into an ascending interval, right? If you take the exact same note, but you bring it up an octave, it's suddenly a different interval numbering system, right? It's different. It's same note, but it's still a different interval. It's a major seventh ascending rather than a minor second descending. Now, if we kept going down the line, if we took a major second descending, D-da, D-da, that's a major second uh, descending, slightly out of tune, but still a major second descending. Well, what does that translate into as an ascending interval? So, D-da, D-da, okay, that is a minor seventh ascending. Now, right, again, you have to know your intervals. If you don't know your intervals right now, you are lost. But don't worry about it because, again, this is it's ear training. You, you can work on this, but this is what you should know uh, to work on, okay? Uh, let me skip ahead to the chord in question that we have with our chord progression, the perfect fourth descending, okay? So we had, uh, we had D-da, D-da. If we bring that up an octave, da, da. D, da, D, da. Now what interval is it? D, da. It's a perfect fifth ascending. Okay, it's a perfect fifth ascending. So a perfect fourth descending translates into a perfect fifth ascending. Okay, see how important this is to understand this? Because if you're hearing from a bass note, a bass note go ascending, then you automatically know, oh, okay, it's going to be that interval. If you're hearing it go descending, that means you've got to translate it into an ascending interval in order to truly know what that Roman numeral is going to be. So the answer is that this chord progression, these first two chords of the chord progression, is a 1-5 chord progression, okay? It's 1-5. Now, you might wonder how I decided that that first chord was the one chord, and we'll talk about that in a second, but it's a one to five chord progression. Now, you can uh, kind of settle that in for certainty because you're hearing that the first chord is major, and that goes back to episode 79 where I talk about recognizing chords and their qualities, and if you listen, you can hear that the second chord is major as well, and if you go back to the diatonic series, 
that five chord in in triadic sense is going to be just a regular major chord. If it's a seventh chord, it's going to be a dominant seventh chord. But we're dealing with triads here, so it's just a regular major chord. So you got two major chords right next to each other, and it goes from a one to a five intervolically, a one to a five ascending intervolically, right? Okay, really important stuff. <laughs> really important stuff. Let's listen to the next two chords. Okay, that was the whole thing. I'm going to play from the five chord on now. Now listen to the interval between that five chord that we identified and the next chord. Now what were you hearing in the bass notes? I was hearing do, 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 do. Do, do. Okay, what interval is that? Do, do. That's a major second, okay? If you're thinking of, you could think about a major scale. Do, 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 right? Do, do. That's a major second ascending. So that means that if we already know that that second chord is the five chord, then we can figure out that if that's a major second ascending to the next chord, then that must be what? Must be the sixth chord, right? And if you listen to that next chord, it's a minor chord. So that would make totally sense with the diatonic series. The sixth chord is always going to be a minor chord, okay? They also call it the relative minor. It's always going to be, to the major, a minor chord, okay? The sixth chord is always a minor chord. So, so putting all these pieces together, right, the intervals and hearing the chord side of it, it's just like, oh, that makes sense. It's a minor six. So, so far, what we have is a one, five six okay a one five six in c major what is that it's c g a minor c g a minor so now all we're left is figuring out what that last chord is so let's listen to from that sixth chord to the last chord listen to let's listen to just those okay so if you listen to that interval there in the bass it was D do, D do. That's a major third descending interval. Now I know what you're going to be tempted to do. You're going to be tempted to say, "Oh, right. Well, Brent just told me that what I have to do is translate that into ascending interval." In this case, no, right? Because we're not relating it to the one chord right now. We're relating it to the the sixth chord right we're relating to the sixth chord think about the one chord is it's sort of like the sun all the planets are revolving around it right but but right when we're associating with a different chord we're going to treat it as if we're doing it mathematically so in other words it's sort of like we're going to go from a six down a major third and what would that be if we were taking the sixth chord and and going down intervolically a major third you'd be at the four chord Okay, we be at the four chord. Now, if mathematically that's blowing your mind, because I'm not really a math person at all, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really right brain creative person, that's okay. I would also suggest just referring to that chord from the one chord, okay? Doing that as a reference from the one chord. So let's listen to the whole progression. I, and I want you to listen to the first chord, which is the one chord, and listen to the last one, which is what we just decided was the four chord. And I want you to decide if that works out. So let's listen to the whole thing again. 
All right, so this time I'm going to hold out. I'm going to play this chord progression again, but I'm going to hold out the bass note from the one chord. And when I hear the last chord played, I'm going to switch the bass note so that we can identify the interval. You'll, you'll hear what I'm talking about. Okay, so I got D, Do, D, Do. Okay, what interval is that descending? D, Do. That's a perfect fifth descending. Now, again, if we're to take that perfect fifth descending, because we're relating it to the one chord now, so now we need to ascend, we need to treat it like an ascending interval. So if you take that perfect fifth descending an octave up, what does it become? It becomes a perfect fourth ascending. Okay, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing how that works? Okay, very brainy stuff. So essentially what we have right now is we have a one, five, six, four. And the qualities of those chords is the one chord is major, the five chord is major, the six chord is minor, and the four chord is major because we're dealing with triads here. Okay, does that make sense? This is just a basic pop rock chord progression, but I'm taking it from scratch. From scratch, how do I actually hear this chord progression and figure it out? Okay, and that's what I want you to understand how to do because you have to start somewhere. But when it comes down to it, and I've already said this, but I want to say it again. I want to drive this home. When it comes down to it, is this what you want to be doing when you're hearing chord progressions by ear? No, 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 of course not. You don't want to be doing this. But think about it. How did you figure out when you try to think way back? How did you figure out? how to, you know, what five plus four was. How did you figure that out? You had, you probably count on your hands first, right? Five plus four, four equals nine. But then how did you figure out what nine times nine is? Well, it's 81, but you probably just memorized it, right? Like when you were like in elementary school or something, you, I mean, you, you just were drilled that, like you were given like little drill cards or whatever to remember what that was because it would be too taxing to actually add all that up. And I'm sure you did, right? Like at first it'd be like, well, to understand how nine times nine equals 81, just take uh, nine plus nine plus nine plus nine plus nine, right? So that you can figure it out that way. So you can break it down and understand it. But are you going to do that every time? No, of course not. You're just going to know, well, nine times nine is 81. You know, that's how you do it. That's how you figure that out. And it's the same with chord progressions is first you break it down. First, you understand how to hear them from scratch. But then ultimately what you just want to do is be like, hey, I actually studied that chord progression. I know those sounds and I automatically know that that chord progression is a one, five, six, four. And once you get to that point, it becomes magical because you're listening to any song that you're hearing, a jazz standard or even a rock or a pop song or a folk song, and you're going, oh, hey, I know what that is. That's a 2-5-1 chord progression. Oh, hey, that's a 1-6-2-5 chord progression. Or let's just say that you like a you know, rhythm changes tune. If you don't know rhythm changes, um, you know, all of a sudden you're going to the B section. And you know the, there's a one chord, but you're hearing it go to a major third up, you know, and you're hearing that it's a dominant seventh chord, then you know, whoa, okay. So we're going from the one chord to a major third ascending and it's a dominant seventh chord. Wow. That is the first chord of the bridge. Now I just need to know what the key is. Okay. Isn't that insane? Like, so if you actually intellectually understand how to build chord progressions and then you intellectually understand how, if you can hear intervals, how that works 
to figure out the chord progression. Then you can piece them together to actually hear them. Then you can drill them over and over again so that when you just hear a chord progression, you just automatically know it. And this is what you do. This is You take the time, you go through the process of actually doing this. But again, it's all about exposure. This is just the, the mathematical breaking it apart side of it. It's just all about hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And you can also do this simply by learning tunes, by learning lots of music. Uh, the more jazz standards you learn, the more you'll hear what a 2-5-1 chord progression is. I mean, there's no doubt about that. If I hear a 2-5-1 chord progression, I can hear it right away. And trust me, I never had to go through this process of listening to the bass notes and, and, and hearing that it went 2-5-1. I just automatically knew that. Because I had learned so many songs and heard so much music that had two five ones in it, that it just became second nature. Oh, that's a two five one, and that's exactly what we have to do. So hopefully, this process has helped you break this apart so that you can start figuring this stuff out. Now, on the show notes today, I have included a little bit of a conversions formula for you for all these descending intervals to ascending. Okay, again, this is when we're relating them to the one chord. If you hear a descending interval from the one chord, then you need to translate it to the ascending. So I have a little cheat sheet for you at the show notes. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 80. And that will help you out there. All right, that is all for today's episode. I want to thank you so much for listening and thanks for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you taking the time and I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and got a lot of value out of it. Now, remember, if you want to be in the know of when our new ear training course comes out in October, it's called How to Play What You Hear. Go to How to play what you hear.com. Leave me your first name and your email address and you'll be signed up for a waiting list and also uh, be able to get in for some freebies that I'm be giving out uh, prior to the launch. I really hope you become part of this. I'm really excited about this course. That's how to play what you hear.com. And if you got value to today's episode, as always, I ask that you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes or even your favorite podcast uh, listening service that really helps other people find this podcast and it just in general uh, helps us out keep producing this podcast. Now, next week, we're going to be coming out with our very last episode of Ear Training Month. That's going to be in episode 81. I look forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.